I don't even know how I'm going to start this. We're starting it right here. This is the beginning okay. of the episode. Say hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome back. So, for everybody listening, you might recognize these voices. You might not. Um, so, I'm going to have you guys say your names. That way, people know who you are. But I've got Bryce and Zach on, who they've both been on separately. They've never been on together before. Um, you might remember Bryce uh, from the episode where I made you drink the barrel-proof Elijah Craig in order to make the Weller taste better. It's funny to when you talk Bryce, you have to say, made him drink. I made him. <laughs> I tricked him into it. And yeah, I was the one that almost puked. You might remember Zach from the Glenn Cairn versus Lowball episode that we just had, which we are going to be revisiting briefly in this episode. I wanted to do a little experiment, but we'll, we'll get to that. So, uh, Zach, say hi, Zach. Oh, hello. <laughs> Bryce, say hi, Bryce. Hi, people. <laughs> hi, people. So, I always like to do that because when I have you ever listened to a podcast with like four people and you have no idea who's who, it's yeah. the most agitating. There's thing some like big name podcasts that have like four people on, and when you're not watching the video, you're like, I have no idea who this. Is. Yeah, yeah. It's the greatest when they all talk at once. <laughs> We're probably gonna do that three or four times, but hey, I'm trying really hard. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. These the headsets make us. it easy, or yeah. easier, easier for mm-hmm. sure. All right, so. This episode is going to be a review of Green Spot Irish Whiskey, which you guys can see on the table. For those of you listening, we're going to be tasting Green Spot Irish Whiskey, and we're going to revisit the Lowball versus Glen Cairn that Zach and I tried. We're going to try it again because we kept mentioning that we think pouring the whiskey was having a huge impact. So this time we're going to do our best to lift it without agitating at all. No swirling, none of that, and we're going to see... We'll do that temporarily throughout the the episode. You know, what I thought about after leaving that episode last time is every time we started with the Glen Karen or wine glass, which is probably the worst thing we could have done because it was sitting there, and then we would pour it hard into a right. low bar. <laughs> right, exactly, which doesn't have any way to contain the fumes. So yeah. just right up. Yeah. And you're like, this is definitely the Glen Cairn. The fumes are all hitting my nose. Right. And Bryce, for you, since you probably haven't listened to that episode, uh, there was like zero correlation. It was, gotcha. it was, is this supposed to be more of a smell or a taste thing? Just smell. I so we're so. just going to we're gonna hold it in front of our neighbor's nose, and they're going to smell with their Ooh. eyes closed. No peeking. But first, we're going to talk a little bit about Green Spot Irish Whiskey. Uh, I did not have time to prepare show notes for this, actually, but um, I figured with three people, we're not going to follow show notes very much Mm. anyways. So (laughs) Green Spot is a single pot still Irish whiskey. Um, It's triple distilled. I'm just reading this all from the label here. Um, If you don't know what single pot still is, go listen to the Irish whiskey episode. I don't remember it off the top of my head. I want to say maybe episode nine or something like that. It's in the uh, the low number episodes. You can listen to the Irish whiskey episode. I talk about single pot still um, and the what that means. So if you're not aware, go give that a listen. It is from uh, Mitchell and Son is the brand Fine Wines and Spirits from Dublin, Ireland. Oh. Never been to Dublin. I haven't either. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to go tonight. We're about we're about to try it right now. Uh, and this is only 80 proof or 40% alcohol by volume. So Bryce, you might be a fan since you don't oh, like nice. The, you don't I'm like actually excited. This episode was made for you. <laughs> I'm yeah. excited. It's good. It's a per, it's a very easy sipper. I have already tried it. I try, I try to try them beforehand so I He's cheating on us. Well, I know. Yeah. I like to get I I used to not do that. So fun fact, this is also a fun fact for those listening. I used to be like i want to try it for the first time on air so it's authentic and that is authentic but it's only one palate condition so it's mm-hmm. like 
if my palate's being real fragile that day, I'm like, this tastes like jet fuel. And, you know, so I started trying it more beforehand so that I don't have that happen. So you get a little bit more balanced of a review. I feel like every time I come, we usually do it at like 730 at night. Yeah. And you probably just yeah. smashed dinner. Right. It's like, ah, it <laughs> doesn't taste idea. like anything. I just dumped a bottle of Frank's Red Hot on my chicken. So <laughs> This scotch <laughs> tastes like steak. Yeah, exactly. So to read from the back of the label here and just give you guys a little bit of info, uh, it says, once almost extinct, this legendary whiskey is a rare take of pot still Irish whiskey at its best. Matured in American bourbon and sherry casks. Okay, so we're going to have a bourbon oh, finish nice. and a sherry finish. This is a whiskey of immense flavor and complexity. A splendid choice. I like they throw that in there. So single pot still um, for you two and for those of you who don't know. I'm not going to go through all the rules, but basically, unlike single malt where you've just got malted barley, single pot still you have a mix of malted and unmalted barley mm. in the mash bill. So some of it has been malted or um, basically you, you sprout it and then dry it, and some of it has not gone through that process. So that's what we're going to get here. We're going to see what types of flavors that gives us. Uh, let's go ahead and get a quick nose of it. I want your guys' impression. So for those of you listening, Bryce, typically more of a bourbon guy. Zach, typically more of a scotch guy. We'll see what you guys think. I get smoky. Sweet. I don't really get, I don't really get smoky. Compared to a scotch, it's not going to be. It's not very yeah. smoky. I think I made it too close to my nose. <laughs> <laughs> it started to burn a little bit, and so oh, I pulled yeah, it back a little one. bit. Yeah. And I yeah. got some different things. <laughs> you got your nose down in there, too. It's far. pretty heavy for an 80. Yes. A little bit more alcohol you'd anticipate for an 80. Yeah. Very, uh, I'm going to say grainy, malty. I feel, I was about to say, it's kind of like, it's not like American whiskey malty, though. It's kind of like, I almost said walking into a meadow, but I knew Bryce would make fun of me, so. It's grassy. A, it's like grassy, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. See, it's hard because my nose is not conditioned for this. So, like, <laughs> my main takeaway, w- whether it be bad or not, is like nail polish remover. Hey, that's why it's whiskey. Yeah, I mean, it's not. That's why it's whiskey new. Like, yeah. it gives me like a lacquer thinner, like that kind of smell. I'm really excited to see the the low ball versus the Glen Karen for you for that reason. Yeah, I'm Since excited you're newer too, to it. Yeah. I'm interested if one's like jet fuel and one's not. We'll see, but I don't know. Definitely grainy. I'd say a little bit of a spice to it. Maybe some light fruit. There's definitely light fruit. Oh, sure. okay. Wait, I can think I can get that. Maybe like a like a fig Newton bar. Oh, that's interesting. A fig. Yeah. <laughs> Not I don't want to say fig, but like a particularly a fig Newton bar. Well, <laughs> <laughs> to to justify that a little bit, the part of the fig Newton that's not the fig, the bready yeah. part of it, definitely you've got that like biscuity, yeah. typical Irish whiskey biscuity type flavor. I'm getting the big fig Newton bar there. Now that you say it, I can I can get it. <laughs> if I picture a fig Newton, I'm like, that's oh. what I'm saying. I mean, I don't eat them often, but there's just something in my head it takes me back to my childhood eating <laughs> fig Newton. <laughs> What's the price of this? I feel like I have to have my expectations set. Oh man, that's a great question. Or else I'm going to, uh, I could destroy this. I want you both to take guesses at the price while I bring it up on OHLQ after we taste it. That way, no expectations. I don't want you to have expectations. Mm, I want you to taste it and give me a guess. So let's let's do the the palette while I bring up the price. There's more. There's a lot more fruit on the palate than the nose. Mm -hmm. It's a weird fruit though. It's more 
candy e to me than than like fresh fruit. It's almost more like a candy fruit. Kind of. It's definitely a drier fruit. Like yeah. What what are those? <laughs> this is gonna sound dumb. What are those little tiny? Take an apple, or a peach. Take a peach, and shrink it down. Make it look a little more dried out. What is that thing called? A dried fruit? What are we talking no, no, about? No, no. <laughs> like an apricot? No, not an apricot. Oh, you're looking for the fruit. The, the actual name of the fruit. fruit. You take a peach. Or a, a plum or an apricot. Apricot. Like an apricot, but the really tiny looking ones. There's another thing. A plum? Nectarine? A plum. plum. Plum or a nectarine. Yeah, that's the, that's the kind of fruit like halfway between in. like an artificial and a real flavor, but like one of those kind of fruits. Like this a plum. Is, this is bizarre, but <laughs> I get like uh, like a starchy pasta. <laughs> like, I swear to God, that's not bizarre. It's it's the graininess. Yeah, the multi- it, it, it tasted grainy to me, like a wheat pasta. Yes, like a protein pasta. Yes. If you've had those. I fully back that. Yes, it's got. If you've ever have you ever eaten pasta not cooked as yeah. a kid, like crunched on yeah, it. Yeah, it tastes like pasta to me. It's like, got the flowery yeah. grainy taste. Yeah. Not flowery like floral, flowery like like flour that you use to make pasta. Yeah, yeah. Like the baking ingredient. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that could be easily mistaken. Um, definitely a little bit of a brightness of a fruit. Oily at first. I'm getting a little dryness at the end that surprises really dry. me. That it looked really, really oily in the glass when you poured it. It's oily when it hits your tongue, I think. Yeah. I think it really floats around your tongue. And then when you swallow, the finish is a little bit drier. Which definitely sets my price expectation. There's a little bit of a candy flavor on that sip, but I'm sticking with my, like, it's plum, mild kind of candy that I can't put my finger on what it is, little bit of a dry finish. I think the finish could go either way, honestly, because it's weird. So I don't know if I've had this or if I have, I haven't put it to words yet. It is fumy in your, like, nasal cavity on the finish. But your tongue doesn't feel dry. Oh, I so, yeah, my I'm tongue's getting, not dry. Like my mouth isn't like I need water. Yeah, that's that. Is, it is interesting because my tongue feels oily, but my right. my throat feels dry. Like when I think dry, I think like a dry wine or like a dry whiskey, yeah. where it feels like you have cotton balls on your mm-hmm. tongue. It's like my mouth's dry. It's like oily but very fumy, which almost probably is where the nose is coming from. Because like we said, it's got a strong nose for eighty proof. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to have it like in my mouth for a different amount of different amount of times. Swirling you know, around way to the cheeks. It. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the, the, lo- the longer it sat in my mouth, the more the pasta taste I got. But the <laughs> the shorter the sip, the more fruit forward it was. I can see that. The graininess starts to come through. It's fruit in the beginning, transitions to more of a graininess. Yeah. All throw in there. There's a a small underlying oak. That yeah. you wouldn't notice if you're super used to bourbon, but it's probably partially biased because I know this is aged in bourbon casks. It's got yeah, that. Like, are you looking for it, or can you taste it? Because I don't know. I feel like I can. I can taste it, but if you wouldn't have told me that it was how it was aged, right? I, don't know, I probably wouldn't point that out. It's just a little, a touch. I think the reason I'm thinking that is because I'm getting a little bit of the white sugary vanilla spice that you get in bourbon, characteristically. It's got just a little bit of that that I think is making me say the fruit tastes more like candy. It's that yeah. the white sugar and yeah. vanilla combined with the fruit is mm-hmm. giving me candy. I think it's like a super neutered down version of it. Yeah. Yeah. And Big that's, time. And that is like getting masked by my plum taste. Right. And those together is like this weird, like it's somewhat like candy flavor. Yeah, exactly. And it's definitely, it's 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 diluted. Because but the more, I, the more I drink this, the more they're two distinct flavors. 
than like yes before it was like an artificial plum with like a sweetness but now it's like two different things and i kind of like it it's complex see that might change my price guess again Mm -hmm. because it's complex enough to have like three different flavors right and i will add something this has that i'm not a, a super huge fan of a little bit of a bitterness like a clove that I always, it's a little mm. bit of a turnoff for me. For uh, most things made with barley, have some amount of it, and I'm getting that. I'm getting that in. Is here. that that uh, uh, bar of soap taste? I'm getting. The oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or no, you know what? You know what I call it? I think I've told Zach this, but not you. When you lick an envelope, yeah, it's like the envelope licking taste. <laughs> it's that taste. Yeah. And as soon as he said that, the first time I forget what we were drinking. It was one with two bottles. Probably, yeah, and I don't remember. as soon as you said that, I was like, <gasps> yeah. Yeah, and also, like, the longer that I had it in my mouth, the more it tasted like a bar of Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> old Spice? <laughs> Specifically Old Spice. That should have a lot of flavor to it. I don't know. Uh, well, I wish soap tasted like it smelled. <laughs> how, do you, how do you know what Old Spice tastes like? I just, it tastes like the smell of Old Spice. <laughs> oh, okay. He grew up on Terry Crews commercials yeah. <laughs> eating soap. Yeah. All right. I, get, I do get a candied, I get a candied smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely like a wheat candied smell. I think there's more fruitiness on the palate, but in the beginning, but then you get the strong grain. It's yeah. almost herbal. It's almost yes. a little bit of like, I'm really bad with herbs, but the herby type smell like rosemary, yep. thyme, like your spice cabinet. It's like mm. herbaceous. Herbaceous. Is that a word? Herbaceous. Yeah, I think so. Wow. That's like a um. great Scrabble word. Um, so <laughs> I don't, is that less than seven letters? Oh, no, does it have to be? I don't play Scrabble. <laughs> Me either. This guy. I thought it could be as many as you want. I thought more was better. <laughs> you get seven letters. That's it. <laughs> uh, but you could build off of... Uh, I guess you only get one if you build off of it. Well, you could... Uh, yeah, I mean, most likely... If I did herb, I could add aceous. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Hey. I don't know how Scrabble I don't works. know how it's spelled. I don't know if it's a real word. Well, let's it sounded take, cool in the moment. Let's take a guess at the price. Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Let me go first because I have no idea what any first? of this costs. I'll go first. Okay, Bryce first. <laughs> I just got tired of waiting on him as soon as I I'm said it. I'm going to say this is $34. That's okay. not okay because my guess was $34.99. I feel bad for Greenspot. Well, I'm going to guess it's because of your reaction, I'm going to say it's probably $50. $75. Okay. And I will say, okay, so there is a cult following that loves Greenspot. I will say, as I mentioned, I tried this not on the show. I was disappointed. This to me, and maybe I just need to try Red Breast again. Mm-hmm. Red Breast, I like better, and it's oh, ten dollars less, hundred times better. I liked it opinion. a lot better, and I think it's that strong bad. envelope lick flavor. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be yeah, honest. That's the with thing you. is, like once I once I distinguish that, like it's like a throat nasal cavity burn, and my tongue isn't dry. It made me think it was more expensive because at first I was like 35 bucks. Mm. But then like the complexity of that, multiple flavors, I was like, okay, it's probably more expensive. But for that... I think it's good, but I definitely prefer Red Breast in my opinion. Now, do yeah. some people prefer that like what we call the envelope flavor? Well, and that's the thing, probably. So it it is very, to me, multi-grainy. The pale... The parts of a granola bar that aren't the honey and the cinnamon, just the pale flavors of a granola bar, it's very forward with that. Yeah. Your cloves, your envelope licking. <laughs> Old Spice. <laughs> Old See, Spice. Don't, what do they all say? I feel like the tasting notes of like the pale ones like this that have the envelope-y taste always 
They always dress it up with like a honey honeysuckle or something. And that's the thing, because usually I can get the honey, like red breast. Um, what's the other one? Monkey shoulder. Mm-hmm. Honey. This is like white sugar. It's like paler than that. It's yeah. not as flavorful as honey to me. I don't know. But... I can see where you'd really like it because it's... I'm trying to be more objective here. It is more complex, and it doesn't dry your tongue out. It dries out your nasal cavity in a weird way. Yeah. But it doesn't dry your tongue out. it does. And at only 80 proof, it's very easy to nose. I mean, you don't have to hunt out the flavors. They're there. So, Um, Yeah, that's the thing is it's... The first time I noticed that it had more of the alcohol for an 80 proof, which surprised me. Mm -hmm. But then once you get past that, you're like, wait, this has flavor at 80. Right, exactly. Which at is eighty pretty, proof, pretty crazy. That you know, that's another really good point that would drive up the price. At eighty proof, you're getting a lot of. You're not hunting out flavors. Yeah, they're yeah. there. For it's so it's kind of enjoyable for somebody like me. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really like high strength. You know, do you remember your first bourbon? episode? Your monkey shoulder versus yeah. your dirty Russell. Yeah, no, tell them more do. Yeah, tell them more do in Russell's tenure. That's another Irish whiskey. Yeah. If you want something duller, you know, so. But now, doesn't Green Spot also have? Isn't that like their theme, right? Because I've seen like Red Spot, like there's other. Yeah, spot they're all ones. spots. Yeah, yeah. There's Green there's Spot, like Yellow white. Spot, Red Spot. I think there's a silver or a gray that's like hard to find, or gold. I think it's gold that's hard to get. Um, they only get more expensive from here. So this mm-hmm. is their base bottle mm-hmm. of seventy five dollars. Not, and maybe because my expectations were so high, everybody loves Green. Not everybody, but a lot of people love Green Spot. A little bit disappointed. I'll just say it. Yeah. For the price. Like, if you would have came out and said it was 50 bucks, I'd be like, that's, that's pretty good for 50 bucks. I think for 50 bucks, it's a fair shake. I can see why you guys guessed so low, because it's really not the palate of bourbon drinkers. Yeah. I mean, it is yeah. mellow. It's it also like, doesn't have my syrupy taste I right. always am looking for. It so. doesn't really have either of those. Yeah. It doesn't have the vanilla spice of bourbon and the rye that's in a bourbon, usually. I do get, like, some cinnamon and nutmeg. Yeah. It's... it's herbaceous yeah. <laughs> and a little bit spicy especially on the nose less spice yeah. on the palate for me the more i smell it the more i get like molasses brown sugar now we will talk about what they say you should get luckily because i didn't like i said i didn't put together show notes uh they put it right there on the bottle for us well, that's nice so that should we'll, be a, a rule yeah i agree i know right i oh, agree it makes things so much easier so we will talk about the notes but first we got to do our lowball versus Glen Cairn mm-hmm. debate. So here I've got, I think it's a 12-ounce old-fashioned glass, and then I've got a normal Glen Cairn. We got to do some blind nosing. So, Mr. Zachary, oh, we want to start with him? Oh, we'll go. You got to go in order. Okay. All right. Absolutely. All right. We're starting with Bryce. So, Bryce, I'm going to have you close your eyes, and Mr. Zach is going to hold these up to your nose. And I will commentate. He's Zach is rattling them around to throw them off. Okay. Okay, so he's nosing the first one. Got to be confusing. Nothing yet. Okay, glass two is up. Okay, first impression. I think that glass two smelled specifically sweeter than glass one, but can you bring glass one back? Yeah, no, let's do it again. Yeah, let me do it again because I don't think I got a good whiff of glass one. So glass one again. Yeah, um, I kind of got a little bit of like raisins in that one. Interesting, okay. Okay, we're bringing up glass two now. Let's hear it. <laughs> glass two is distinctively sweeter, but I can't pin down what the sweetness is. Glass one has the Irish Spring soap <laughs> smell more distinctly to me. Okay, so go ahead and open your eyes. We got them both sitting down, so you don't know which is which. So, which one, in terms of 
the volume of flavor you got from them do you think would be the Glen Cam? Which one do you think, if you were nosing a whiskey, be easier to nose it? I don't know. It's a good question. Probably the Glen Cairn. But which one? One or two, though, I mean. Oh, definitely two. Oh, two? Okay. Yeah. I, I, two is easier? I think two, yeah. Okay. All right. We yeah. got some conclusion there. We're not going to tell you. We're going to do all of us first. Yeah. Okay. Last time we told each other, and I, I don't like that. I yeah, like, yeah. I want, let's, let's get some. Yeah, because I don't want expectations for, well, Bryce, it'd be different if you were going before me. Yeah, I'm also the least experienced, so that's probably best. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> good point. All right. So, Mr. Zach, you're going to close your eyes. Bryce, go ahead and hold you them You should up. wait. You should... You should definitely take off your headphones and come okay. over here because that's what I did to you, and it's way easier to not smack someone in the face and give it away. All right, so we're going to have glass one here in a second. Okay, glass one is coming. Is the glass there yet? Yes. Yeah, it's there. It's very close to your nose. Okay. All right, now let's get glass two. Okay. All right. First thoughts, and then we'll... Here, I'm going to go ahead and lean a little bit forward to your microphone here, and then we'll restart. Yeah, there's your mic. Um... Hmm. See, this is this is just my initial guess. Can I open my eyes? Or yeah, you're good. Okay. They're both sitting down so, now. So I don't even know that I need to be to nose it again. Okay. Because being an eighty proof, the problem is with when you get a Glencairn, is the flavors I feel like require agitation. Ah, okay. The other thing is when it has usually I feel like an eighty proof, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. Yeah. Because when I have a low ball. Or a Glencairn or our wine glass we did last time. Yeah. Usually the alcohol is so weak that you can still pull some of the flavors. And there's usually not very many flavors. But this one's so special that it has like an alcohol and flavor profile okay, yeah. at 80 proof. I feel like the Glencairn is really beneficial. Which is why I thought it was the first one. So you think number one's the Glencairn? That would be my guess. And you said number one or number two? Number two, two for him. Number two's the Glencairn, number one's the Glencairn. Okay, all right, I'm going to go now. So Bryce is the only one that's going to really be talking here. Yeah, I'll keep I'll keep my mic at a reasonable distance so that I can I'm up, it. boys. <laughs> Bryce, the commentator. And we're taking over. <laughs> I'm number one now. Is there one there? Yeah. Okay. Gone. Okay. Okay, we're coming up with number two. Okay, give me number one again. I like the diversion tactics. I like it. Okay, number one. Or number two, I mean. Okay, yep, I got my answer. Without, I actually just, I just bumped it, but so I have my thoughts, answer. So what's your thoughts, Mr. Chris? Uh, whether it's for better or worse, whether it's the Glencairn or not, number two has distinctly more flavor. Distinctly, I could smell more in number two. Number one, more alcohol, less flavor. Mm -hmm. Number two, more flavor, which, based on both of your responses, I'm going to guess is actually the low ball. I'm going to guess I picked the low ball because both of you did. Oh, wow. So what are the results here? You got the Glen Karen. I did. Yes. All right. Maybe I'm just that much better than you yeah, guys. Yeah, you're you definitely know, more. Here's, here's my <laughs> thing. Is I, got, me. I got a really strong profile from now I know the low ball. And I just uh, kind of assumed that that was the concentrated flavors because the other one was so weak that I just... Right. Yeah. The Glencairn then was really hard for me to pull anything out of. I truly think... And so the first time you held up what would have been the low ball, the one, the yeah. number one was low ball for me, right? Number two was Glencairn. Yes. Yeah. So the first time you held up number one, I thought I smelled like nothing. I didn't even know it was in front of me. Then you held the Glencairn <clears throat> and I got flavor. 
Then you held up Lowball again. I was like, oh, this smells the same. And then you held up Glencairn again. And I was like, okay, same again. So I'm going to go with number two because it had distinctly more flavor. But the moral of the story is it was pretty darn close. Yeah. Know? I feel like the margin grows a little bit with the higher proof stuff. You could be right. And it like and but it's meant, still close exactly and from our last experience it was close with three glasses right and we mentioned this in that episode it the glen cairn still lends itself to it's got not a stem but what i would call a nub so you don't heat it up with your hands if you don't want to or you can heat it up and you can palm it it has the shapes so that you can swirl it and you can agitate it which is something we did not do and it has a smaller target so the low ball we could be seeing this variation based on where our nose is at on the low ball. Mm. There's also that aspect of it. The low ball is less, I feel like, predictable, whereas the Glen Cairn is more predictable, for better or worse. But I think, so the whole point of this was we set them down, we did not agitate them. We thought in Zach and I's episode we were agitating them, and that was causing the problem. I think we can definitively put to bed that it is a hair margin as to which one's better yeah. in terms of just the nose. It's just yeah. the nose. That's all we're talking about. But it's not that much of a difference. And I think that you hit the nail on the head with this because in order to really pull smell out of this, you have to agitate it. Mm-hmm. Right. I've just been doing a little experiment of my own over here. And it's it's made so <laughs> but, it's so easy the, to agitate. Yeah, this is so much easier than trying to agitate that. Right. It's so easy to agitate. Also, the I feel like this almost loses. Yeah. You're almost well, pushing all the fumes out of it. Yeah. You know, the thing I think I like the most about Glen Cairns and the reason I use them is for drinking, not for the nose as much. I mean, the nose is an advantage. The agitation is the advantage. But, like, the concentration and ability to, like, regulate the size of your sip. Well, that's true. It's almost so like, much better out yeah. of this. It's like I drink so much with Glen Cairns that I choose to drink with Glen Cairns because I drink with Glen Cairns. Like, I, I know how much to put in it. I know what to expect. I know how to nose from it. It's just yeah. familiar. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's it's much more repeatable than a low ball. You've also got 12-ounce low balls. You've got 7-ounce low balls. Mm. You've got 10-ounce low balls. So there's so much variation. A Glen Cairn, you're getting the same thing every time. Yeah. So I think that is part of it. But I also think there is a very snooty is the word presupposition what's the word uh you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. there's a very snooty idea floating around out there that anybody who drinks from a low ball is like ugh, they're not serious and i think that's super it's like wrong. the the test of a people with the wine you can know? i try both yeah. these? can i try both these yeah go for it yeah i yeah, only sneezed in the low ball. <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> you ever seen those wine people which one? Like the little the little tasting spoon type people. Oh, yeah, and swish it around and spit it into a bucket and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's so wild to me. Yeah. Can you I, imagine, like, getting foolproof, like, well or foolproof and just being like, hmm, take sip and just spit? <laughs> I <clears throat> try to drink. It drink, feels wrong. Drink it. Take one sip out of each. Why? I just mean to see what your experience is. I feel like my experience changed a little bit between the two. Oh, okay. This, okay. I think because my nose is down in the glass of the low ball true personally i think it made it harsher the low ball made it harsher yeah Ah, okay i don't really taste the difference in that versus mine but i will say i just smacked myself in the upper lip (laughs) with the drink and that again comes back to my advantage of the glencairn is i could be intoxicated and i can still make sure that that goes right in my mouth you can handle it (laughs) yeah that's a great point the glencairn's almost perfect because it's ergonomic 
it hits your nose perfectly mm-hmm. between your mouth. Yeah. Right on, right on the end of my nose there. Yeah. The shape is just ideal. It's ergonomic. We might, we might be super overanalyzing it. But, <laughs> but here's what's important. <clears throat> I truly feel like if you... If you okay, so and this was this was a scenario we talked about during your episode, Zach. If you go to a bar and you're gonna try something new that's relatively expensive and they don't have Glen Cairns. Or hard to get. Or hard to get, I don't think it's gonna ruin your experience to have a low ball. Especially Agreed. not if you have a wine glass, because then you can agitate if you have a wine mm. glass or a snifter. Yeah. Well, I was telling Chris, I guess I was telling both of you, that on Christmas this year, I think, at my fiance's uncle's house. Somebody had Weller foolproof, and there <laughs> yeah. were no Glen Cairns. Right, and, and I still enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, that's a very hard to get bottle. So, and it's yeah, you can still enjoy it for sure. So, let's talk about. So, <clears throat> really quickly, I want us all to agree on a nose palette finish, and then I'm going to read the notes that they say. Okay, or maybe not agree, but just give our nose palette finish. So, I would say nose. I've got way more bright candy flavors with strong grain it's a strong nose in general strong grain strong bright candy like flavors a hint of spice a hint of like almost like salty or like black pepper Mm. and Mm. then on the palate no spice no not no spice but no salty no black pepper nothing harsh like that very smooth starts off with the fruitiness fades into like a graininess and then on the finish oily on my tongue burning in my nasal cavity envelope on your tongue <laughs> envelope on your tongue especially the longer you sit go ahead um floral on the nose okay i don't know exactly what um floral is a fair statement floral herbal i forgot to mention herbs but yeah, yeah but it's not herbaceous. like to me it's not like a rosemary herb it's like a weaker herb but like a fruitier herb it's, you know, I think you. It might have been you that said this. It's almost like walking through a field with like high grass. Yeah, like, yeah. Like almost a little grassy. Yeah, like grainy mixed with like herby, with some flowers sprinkled in there. You know, absolutely. Um, weak artificial fruit, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just it's not like a an apple, right? But it's not like it's not like sniffing like cheap candy either. So it's not like I you think know? you said dried, and I think that's a fair in between it's not like yeah. fresh fruit but it's maybe maybe not as candy e as i'm making it out yeah like it's dried not, fruit and it's definitely not like fake like crown apple yeah yeah, yeah. nowhere near yeah. that <laughs> nowhere um, near that. and then the taste i'm gonna go with it is like a plum or whatever other weird mini mini dry fruit that you guys told me exists <laughs> nectarine yeah nectarine there you go uh, <laughs> whatever fake fruit you guys are coming up with over there whatever term you guys invented this morning um i don't know there's a mild vanilla like extremely mild Mm -hmm. and mild oak that goes with that it's like the oaky vanilla it's very very mild i if i wasn't looking for i've made a a point to look for oakiness now because i never mention it especially because i drink so much bourbon it's very mild very yeah extremely but it's there yeah and our clove envelope finish, clove, yeah. which, God, I just, do some people like that? For I know sure that some, some people, people for do. sure like that, and it's for just sure. weird to me because it's, it's not my thing. It's I not love, like, either. syrupy, oily mm-hmm. finishes, and this is, like, the dry, clovey finish. Yeah. But it's surprisingly not dry in your tongue. Right. Dry in nice, your nasal cavity. Which explains sure. why it's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
it's complex if we're being objective mm-hmm. here that's why it's so expensive but go ahead bryce yeah i definitely get the the floral i, do, I get a sweetness though i, I mean, wanted so badly you to be like uh nail polish remover yeah, I do get gasoline that. i do get that jet fuel. i'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> no, trying to airlines. yeah um if you've ever been maced before <laughs> same this thing. is it these it, it almost has like a like a potpourri <laughs> almost oh. what it smells like to me that is a good descriptor i think that's what i mean by like the herbs like the herbs is kind of like a potpourri see that's my floral thing that's yeah. way better yes. description than my yeah. floral thing I think you. I'm not even saying this. Just stroke your ego. Oh, I think you yeah, nailed my it. My ego is stroke. <laughs> the herbaceous <laughs> that I was saying and the floral that Zach was saying, potpourri. Yeah, potpourri is a way better description. I was thinking. I'm for picturing a... like stupid pine cones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that like every woman puts in a little basket on exactly. the table. Yeah, and That's what, what else is like. in potpourri a lot? Cloves. Yeah, cinnamon, yeah. cloves. Yeah, that kind of yeah, smell. Yeah, but I don't really. It's smell... like those fa- like the false I feel like, like I don't false really spices. S- I don't really smell like a clove as much as like a general. Like a cinnamony fall spice mixed mm-hmm. with yeah. the floral, you know. I think that's a good that's a good descriptor. Yep. But I mean, that's I did. I randomly got like a raisin when we were doing the low ball versus oh, the Glencarrot. which raisin I think would correspond with the fig newtons you said in the beginning. Yeah, fig newtons. Mm-hmm. That's kind of went away. But that I I, I kind of tasted that too. You know, it's like a uh, not like a, a super sweet fruit, right? More of a like earthy nutty fruit. Yep, that makes sense. And then definitely. The uh, the old spice, old soap spice. bar, <laughs> a bar of soap. Yeah, at the end that bitterness. I mean, it, it's pretty bitter for yeah. me. I mean, like it, it for the at the price range that would be a big turnoff. Yeah, you know, unless you liked it, right? It almost has a bitterness. This is where this is where I can understand why people like it. I love brie, the cheese, mm-hmm. and it has a kind of a bitterness mm-hmm. which I enjoy. This is like a bitterness that I don't enjoy. Yeah. But I can see why people would is yeah. kind of my point. Um no, I, I think those I think those yeah. all make it's, sense. It's just it kind of lacks a little bit of balance. Mm-hmm. Like in order for the for a bitter to be enjoyable for me, it has to have a proper balance between sweet or savory or sour even and it just it the, the bitter overpowers it leans towards the clovey bitter envelope yeah you need to flavor. find him like a mid price point envelopey one envelopey because i feel like the balance goes away when you get up above 55 60 dollars because they're trying to go for like distinctive flavors they're trying to go for like i can pull this this and this mm-hmm. where True. maybe he would like better something 35 dollars where it's like True. all blended i or, guarantee I would. if you've had like red <laughs> breast though i would argue Red Breast does the expensive category well in that you're getting specific flavors, but they're delivered all separately, and you're getting a balance. You know, Red Breast, you're getting, like, fruity and then floral and then a little bit of that sherry, and then you're getting a little bit of that envelope. This, it kind of... (laughs) A little bit of that envelope. A little bit of that that bitterness. And this, it's present in all phases of the palate. The palate does change, but it's kind of always there. Yeah. The other the other credit that I'll give to this, especially since it's a higher shelf whiskey, the credit that I'll give to it is I think throughout sitting here it has changed, which is something that you get sometimes. Sometimes yep. when you pour it, it tastes one way. An hour later, it tastes different. I think this does taste different to the credit of, of the whiskey. It, yeah. It has a complexity to it, for better or worse. Let's talk about what they say we should Here's taste. Here's the thing, though. If, Go ahead. If you were into the clove envelope taste... <laughs> 
that might be like a balance to you because like this is one of the first ones where I can get the clove throughout the whole taste. So mm-hmm. if I was into that, yes, I right. might be like this has like yeah, I mean, clove throughout and it's like an amazing. There are some people that just really enjoy the taste of black coffee because they just like that right. bitter taste. Yeah. You know, just for somebody like me, I just prefer balance. But also the last note is that like whole grain pasta. Yeah, I get that a, a lot at the start, and also that changed a lot, like the duration that it spent. Yeah, on my palate, the longer it spent on my palate, the more it tasted like envelope, <laughs> envelopey, grainy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk about what they say we should get. So um, I think nectarines are an orchard fruit, aren't they? Are nectarines or peaches? Those are orchard fruits. Yeah, I would you, say. you grow those in an orchard. Yeah. So we've got for the nose. Fresh aromatic oils and spices with orchard fruits and barley on a background of toasted wood. I less the toasted wood. Well, I, I want you guys to react first. So that's the nose. So we've got fresh aromatic oils and spices, orchard fruits and barley on a background of toasted wood. Go. What I think that the aromatics, they hit the nail on the head there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like adding aromatics to food. It's like if you put, you know, some uh, bay leaves and rice and you put some star anise in rice, then yeah, you're going to get, you know, all the aromatics, which I do kind of get. That's kind of that potpourri. Aromatic oils and spices to me is a different way of saying potpourri, which is exactly what that was impressive. I'm impressed. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead, Zach. (laughs) No, I hit it on the head. That's, I think that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could have a better, what was their, their leafy descriptor there? Orchard fruits, barley on a background of toasted wood. Okay, the toasted wood is a stretch. Yes. Yeah. That's what I think as well. But but that's because we're used to bourbon. Right. Toasted wood to me is almost more in the in the neighborhood of like a cinnamon or like a vanilla. This doesn't have as much of that. Yeah. But I think But like I said, that's because we associate like the Buffalo Trace taste with toasted wood and stuff and toasted oat and vanilla. Right. And, and as far as distiller's notes go, this feels pretty honest. I mean, yeah. potpourri, orchard fruits, that all sounds right to me. Um, palette, we've got... Uh, this is, might be where we divert, diverge a little bit. <laughs> from what they have or from each other? Uh, from what they have. Okay. Full spicy body. Oh. Hint of cloves along with the fruity sweetness of green apples rounded off with, yet again, toasted oak. Green okay. apples. Toasted oak... <laughs> Toasted oak is not their clove. They hit that on the head. <laughs> clove. It's a hint, though. Like, why is it a? I hint? was about to say yeah, it's not a hint of clove. It's a heavy clove. Profile. It's it's clove heavy. is the clove is the primary flavor. Like, have you ever seen the whiskey flavor wheels? Yeah. You know, yeah. like if you were doing the thing where you like stretch out, you know, each end. If clo- like cloves on there usually. Right. I that thing would be maxed out. I gotta go back in. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go for it again. Here's here's I what don't I'll... get apples either. Here's what I'll justify from it, though, is full spicy body. Okay, go ahead. You got to go back in. I got the apples. <laughs> We're being brainwashed. Uh, I'm, they either talk me into it or I got the apples. I don't get anything different, to be honest. I don't get an apple. I'm not going to lie. I got the apples pretty strong. I can, <laughs> I can see the argument for the apples. <laughs> I Here's what I will say. The full spicy body, I, if you take out spicy... Full body for 80 proof. This has a lot of body to it. It has a lot of different things. It's not spicy. If you drink bourbon, it's not that kind of spicy. But if you open up your herb cabinet and you've Mm -hmm. got nutmeg, cinnamon, and a whole lot of clove in there, 
that I can see. Yeah, I'll give you that. All spicy type yeah. scent. Um, hint of cloves. I'd say a lot of cloves. Fruity sweetness of green apples. I can agree with the green apple <laughs> in that you get a little bit of it on your tongue where it almost gets your jaws a little bit. Yeah. I disagree with it in the way that they describe it, which is the fruity sweetness of green apples. This yeah, doesn't no. taste that type of fruity to me. It almost, it's like artificial green apple. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, that's a good... What's... uh. Like a green apple Jolly Rancher. Yeah. If it tastes like, I just, I think I just got it in my head. So the envelope taste. It is if you ate a bunch of green apple Jolly Ranchers and then waited an hour, that stale sugar flavor that you get on your tongue, that's what it is. I got, I, I definitely get the, the green apple now. It was like, <laughs> that just connected the link for me. Yeah. Like that rounded out the flavor profile for I me. I can force it. I still don't right. think That's it's like I'm a saying. super I, I'm green apple. convinced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would stand by that it's not super forward for me on the green apples, but I can, I can understand the argument. Toasted oak, I don't get a ton of, but once again, we drink a lot of bourbon on this show, so maybe that's what it is finish oh that's the other thing it has nowhere on the palate do they mention the graininess or the barley that is there it, it that is definitely there grainy the whole grain the, pasta yeah. that bryce said that is that's like the first most predominant flavor that i got i think so too so i think that needs to be mentioned somewhere in there it's grainy can you say raw pasta raw pasta yeah. it's like if you it's like if you lick an envelope shove your mouth full of raw pasta <laughs> And then eat a Jolly Rancher. You know what we need to do? We should do layman's terms tasting. Oh, I'm in. I'm I'm going for that. Somebody's going to steal this idea now and be a billionaire, but... Cut this out? (laughs) Yeah, gotta cut it out. We're number one. We can't be wasting this stuff. (laughs) Number number one on iTunes. Um, Literally, that that is... If you just cut it down to layman's terms, (laughs) this is like munching on raw whole grain pasta. (laughs) Can you even say raw pasta? (laughs) Uncooked, uncooked pasta. Uncooked whole grain pasta with a stale Jolly Rancher flavor in your mouth. That's, and, and licking an envelope. And it's, licking an envelope. Putting, just, I licked my mic a, by accident. Wrapping a Jolly Rancher in an envelope and then sucking on it. <laughs> and then, yes. If you had, if there was, if they made flavored envelopes to make it better and they made it green Jolly Rancher flavored. Wow. Layman's terms tastings here, folks. We made that sound really bad. For- I know. I just thought about that. I <laughs> yeah, thought, boy, I think- we should probably not do that because then everybody's be like, oh, God, I'm not drinking that. Yeah. It's I not think- that bad. Who I wants th- to drink raw I think raw my biggest pasta. conclusion from <laughs> Green Spot is that I don't really like 80-proof whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fair argument. We drink a lot of higher-proof stuff. Well, Zach and I. Maybe not Bryce. Yeah. It's, I did like that it didn't burn too much. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, I mean that there's something to be he said. He malfunctioned there. when you said that. He was like, uh, uh, like uh, "Jet fuel." Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you probably liked that you could finish your glass. That's, I did finish my glass, and that, yeah. I mean that's that's impressive. That's an achievement for <laughs> that's him. Something. That's why that's why they pay the big bucks, man. <laughs> that's the thing to, to me. Like, if I'm spending seventy five dollars on a bottle, I want something that has a lot of flavor, not something that's smooth. Yeah, and I. Here's That's the fair. thing. For 80 proof, it does have a lot of flavor. I think what it comes down to is if I'm spending eight or 75 bucks on a bottle, it anything above 50 bucks, pretty much, I really want it to be my palate, my flavor profile, and this just isn't that. I think if it is your flavor profile, if you like that bitterness, it's very malty. It's what you expect from malt. It's got that, but it's the pale side of it, especially from that unmalted barley. If you like that, I think this is for you. If you don't, then it's not because it's 
expensive. <laughs> what are the notes on the on the red breast that you talked about earlier? Like, how, is, are they comparable? It's it's comparable, but lean. I'm actually all out of red breast. It's down there. Um, shame. It's comparable, but it leans towards the floral fruitiness and away from the pale graininess. Mm. I mean, I'm, uh, it's there for yeah. sure, but it's at least from what I remember. It was more towards the the fruitiness for me. That is one of the best tasting whiskeys. I love Redbreast Twelve Year. This is a, yeah. a plug for them. I hopefully uh, this is supposed to be a plug for Green Spot, but <laughs> but <laughs> I do love Redbreast Twelve Year as well. Personally, I think just based on my preferences and my flavor, I'd like to do a side by side of them. So maybe I have to get a bottle yeah. and do a blind. But um, I mean, if you were into the pale thing, I just have to think that this would taste amazing. Yes, it totally would. If you were into like the smooth, lower proof stuff and like the unmalted barley, mm-hmm. if you really like Swiss cheese, brie cheese, uh, grainy flavor, <laughs> I think I just unlocked another Swiss note. Swiss cheese. That, I mean that that's a good description. Yeah, that, I, get, I mean, yeah, I get that. I see what you're saying with the bitterness. Exactly. Yeah, I like that bitterness of Swiss cheese. Hmm. Yeah. See. See. Interesting. Now that it's relatable, it's not as bad. No. I can I can see that, but for me, it's it's not totally my palate. Objectively, I think it's a good whiskey. Subjectively, I don't think it's for me. Is basically yeah what I know. All right. Any closing thoughts on Redbreast or on our little mini experiment of the lowball Glencairn? Personally, the the glasses didn't make a huge difference for yeah. me. Um, green spot. I'm an amateur. It's probably great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's why we have. It's why. That's why it's, it's exactly. whiskey noobs, not whiskey pros, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that confirmed that there's not a huge difference between yeah. the glass types like we thought last time. Last time, right, I picked the Glencairn correctly the first time, and then you did the second time? Um, I think I got it wrong both times. You got it wrong the second time, is what I think. Oh, maybe I got it right I the think you got time. it right the second time. Yeah, I think time. we alternated. We flip-flopped. Yeah. yeah. Somebody go listen to it and let me know. But yeah. yeah. Comment on Instagram, number one podcast. <laughs> um, number one podcast on iTunes right now. <laughs> Uh, green spot. I'm gonna beat that dead horse. <laughs> I feel like I'm beating a dead horse with talking about <laughs> my distaste for this flavor profile. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. I mean, you like as far as it's barley like, goes. It's like the opposite of what I like. Yes, it's probably as far from your average Scotch single malt flavor as we have gotten with a barley based beverage. Yeah, I think Redbreast is closer. Um, Tullamore Dew is closer. This is about as far as I think we've gotten <clears throat> in terms of a malt-based beverage from your typical scotch, which is what you like. Yeah. <laughs> so. But if I remove my desires from a whiskey, it's it's definitely good. I don't know if it's still worth $75, mm-hmm. but I feel like pricing on anything that's not U.S. whiskey is weird. Yeah, that's fair. So I have to adjust it slightly. So yeah, I mean it's a good whiskey. It's just not not for me. I also the biggest one is I'm not into like the flavor usually of like an eighty proof, but this one had more flavor than probably ninety nine percent of eighty proofs I've ever had, especially malt based eighty proofs. Yeah, yeah. But even like general eighty proofs, like this was right. up there in amount of flavor. Right. Indistinguishable. <laughs> Indistinguishable. <laughs> Indistinguishable. 
in okay so for my concluding thoughts i'll fly the green spot flag since we kind of trashed it a little bit there for I a flew it. yeah it's great it it's great <laughs> no here here's what i'll say it is incredibly complex it does not dry your tongue out it does dry your nasal cavity out which is weird but it's incredibly complex a little bit oily on the palate it changes on your palate and it also changes as you sit with it and 480 proof a ton of flavor I can see why you would like this. And the other thing is, I can see why you would recommend it for an Irish whiskey because I think this is almost a caricature of the Irish whiskeys that I've had so far. This is like, like I said, it's as far from a scotch as you can get so far from what I've had with Irish whiskey. It is in a league of its own. But the downside to that is if I recommend it to you because it's very, very Irish whiskey e. I'd hate for you to abandon Irish whiskey because this is so Swiss cheese envelope-y. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd hate to have that happen. But I'm I'm in, I'm impressed and disappointed at the same time. I'm impressed by what it delivered at 80 proof. I'm disappointed because I wanted it to be more than it was for me personally. Especially at that price point. Especially at that price point. But sometimes it's just not your palate. And it, this is that... Everybody who's listened to the podcast knows I freaking hate clove, and it, it's got clove in it, for sure. It's there. <laughs> big clove. Yeah, big big clove flavor. Big clove guy. All right. <laughs> I just want to point out, you guys didn't interrupt each other too much. Maybe three or four times. I, I practiced. It was good. When he got annoying, I jumped in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> guy said like five words. <laughs> I noticed you were jumping in quite a bit. No. No. No, no, you didn't interrupt each other too much. So the head without the headphones, I would have been terrible. Yeah, our normal conversation. We've been friends a while. Our normal no. conversations are so much worse than this. I like to consider myself a professional amateur. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. you're you're a professional noob. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly. hard because I tend to look at you because you're like the host. That's why I sat over here because I knew I'd be taking my face away from the mic every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm bad with it. This is a hard setup for three people. This is this desk is made for two people. I actually but. don't think it's that bad. For three. It, it's hard just because when you're talking, you have to like... This is a hard thing to do right here. Keeping your, your mouth the same distance from the I don't mic. think I did that bad, did I? I don't, I don't mm. know. We'll find out. We'll find out soon. We won't know until the end. We'll, yeah, I'll know <laughs> we when won't I, find out. You will find I'll out. I'll know when I spend five hours editing. No. Okay. Well, I think we've... Like you said, we've beat this dead horse on Green Spot. We've said all that we can about it. Not great. Not terrible. If you like the palette, great. Uh, Glenn Cairn versus Lowball definitively not a huge difference definitely all right we can't beat this dead horse anymore so hopefully you guys got something from that review i want to be very clear if you like the green spot flavor palette i think you're going to like it a lot it's very i think it's worth the money if you like that flavor profile i want to be very clear about that but that's all that i've got to say about green spot so hopefully you guys enjoyed it hopefully you tried it if you're on the email list and hopefully you now know that you can use low balls instead of glenn cairns I will leave you guys with learn to drink, drink to learn. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you like the show, please make sure to leave a five-star rating or review to help grow the show and get the word out. You can also find more Whiskey Noobs content on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs and on TikTok at whiskey noobs podcast. If you want to drink right along with me, make sure to join the email list by sending an email to whiskey noobs podcast at gmail.com with a subject line saying email list. You will receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of time and drink right along with the show. Once again, thanks for listening to this episode. The Whiskey Noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.